All right, man, you ready to go? Uh, yeah, just, just just give me a second. I gotta. Um, Andy, are are you gaming? Yeah, I I'm a I'm a big time gamer. I th- I thought you knew that. Well, I know you said you like running game, but I guess I thought you were talking about something else. Why why are you gaming in the studio? I got kicked out. You got kicked out of your home, Andy. That, that, how did this happen? Oh, I don't know. I I didn't pay my rent. I guess you didn't pay your rent. What about all the ad money we just got? Spin it. You did what? What could you have possibly spent all that money on? Uh, loot. You spent all the contender esports ad money on loot. What kind of loot? Oh, you know, loot boxes, loot crates, loot like gamer stuff. Did, did you say something about esports? Contender esports, you know, the hot new esports facility on the corner of Battlefield and National, the one we've been running ads for for the last like five weeks. <laughs> Oh, yeah, sounds sounds cool. Hey, did, did you say something about esports? That's it. <laughs> you've been totally checked out lately, just gliding through record. Then I find out you've wasted all the ad money on loot, ads that you apparently blacked out during. And look at this place. It's filthy. Something's got to change. Oh, yeah, sorry about all that. I just had some buds over last night for a gaming session. I guess I never got around to cleaning up. Oh, just some buds. You know, I get that I'm the responsible host, the one who keeps this thing afloat, does all the research, but this is too much. Hey, I was using that. That's it. Every time we go somewhere, I got to reach down in my pocket to pay your way and your homeboy's way, and sometimes your cousin's way. (laughs) Well, not anymore, bucko. Pack up your Xbox, your Switch, your PS4, your gaming PC, and your time crisis cabinet, and get out of here. But but, but where will I go, Dan? I don't know. How about your parents or your brother's house? No way. Neither of them have the latest games. (laughs) Ugh. Well... I think I might have some place you can go. Do they have food and great music? Absolutely, Andy. Get out of your house, grab some friends, and come play Overwatch like a boss. Contender Esports Springfield is the city's hottest esports gaming center with food, great music, and over 50 gaming stations for PC, Xbox, PS4, and Nintendo with all the latest games. League of Legends? Yeah. Counter-Strike 2? Of course. Fortnite? I'm going to act like you didn't even ask that. Contender Esports is open seven days a week from 11 a.m. and easy to find next to St. George Donuts on National. Oh, right, right by Battlefield, too. Gee, thanks, Contender Esports. Spring Food Springfield, Missouri is home to the Green County Jail, the United States Medical Center for Federal Prisoners, and the United States Maximum Security Installation for the Incarceration of Superhuman Criminals, a.k.a. The Raft, home to the Green Goblin, Venom, and the dreaded Super Scroll. Live to a hard drive from the 16th floor of the Hammond's Tower. You're listening to Springfield Mo America's number one podcast by restaurants in Springfield, Missouri. That was a long fact. Oh, yeah. A good one, too. <laughs> All true. That's one of the true ones. Remember when yes. that used to be? What, uh, what we did? Is yeah. it real or fake? Yeah. First, like, 10, 15 episodes. All true across the board. And then I'd say the last, like, 60 or so. It's been a good mix. Mostly true, though. Yeah. Usually, usually, um, Dan, well, you know, you're not going to rest. Da-da-da-da-da. Yeah, yeah, every, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, Dan Howell. We have a special guest today, 
Uh, to close out Dan Simber. No, I thought you said it wasn't Dan Simber anymore. No, I said I wasn't writing the bio. Okay. I didn't say it wasn't Dan Simber. <laughs> I guess you must on, be baby. very confused. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have a special guest, an actual funny person, oh. professionally, <laughs> Kenny DeForest. Hey, hey, what's up, guys? Uh, that was a that was a fun fact. <laughs> yeah, hey, I mean, I I just get them from books. Yeah, <laughs> good. That's that's the best place to find facts. I don't write the books, so those are the real heroes. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, you're an actual stand-up comedian. Is that your only job? Uh, right now, yeah. That's wow, so cool. That's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, uh, well, you know, it just depends on how much money you need to live. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm a full-time comedian in that I require very little. You're a full-time and, uh, comedian in New York City as uh, well. Uh, well, I moved to L.A. in January. Oh, excuse oh, wow. me. Yeah, I wanted to add uh, wildfires to the mix of things <laughs> I have to deal with. So. Yeah, and that's not an expensive place to live. <laughs> no, not so. at all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, hey, you know what make New York City more livable? Uh, fires and earthquakes. <laughs> so I pay the same amount of money, and I added bonus. It's always on fire and shaking. Hey, yeah, and hey, you gotta drive it's a real thrill. I'll be honest, you know? It's a real thrill. You know, sometimes a, a good violent shake hole. Knock open a, a lantern somewhere, and you'll get a fire from it. Yeah, now we're talking <laughs> cause and effect. Yeah. Anyway, um, you're from Springfield, Missouri. I am from Springfield, Missouri, wow. baby. Born and raised. Uh huh. <laughs> and you and I went to high school together. We did. I definitely knew you knew your name, and there's no way you knew mine. <laughs> uh, I was a pretty anonymous, and you were on the basketball team. That's what I knew you for primarily. Yeah, you're very yeah. tall. Yeah. So. <laughs> Tall man. He's a tall man. I didn't expect him to be this tall. I've seen him perform stand up before, but that's on a stage. Everybody appears tall. Yeah. uh, No, I get that a lot. You you got a tall person. After shows, people kind of always go like, well, you didn't seem very tall up there. (laughs) And I'm like, well, that's my my internal feelings about myself. (laughs) I I think I never feel shorter than when I'm on a stage. Like Dan and I have done shows, and uh, no, I feel pretty small up there. But then again, we are short and... just minuscule as men. Uh-huh. It's true. <laughs> so can you like maybe walk us through how you went from being a person I thought of as like a varsity basketball player to a professional stand-up comedian? So I'm sure you get that a lot, but like it's just not a very common arc. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, <laughs> it is not very common. Uh, and I know that from playing basketball with comedians. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just always really loved stand-up, man. Like, I don't know if you'll recall, but in high school, I also uh, emceed our assemblies. Had yeah, some oh, real yeah. bad bits in there. <laughs> wow. But, I, you know, I was trying. <laughs> and uh, I think I always just cared about it a lot. Never knew it was a viable career path, you know, so I didn't really ever take it that seriously. And then... Uh, I went to uh, Drury here in town, uh-huh. and uh, I played two years of uh, basketball as a walk-on there, and my knees blew out, and I was just, I don't know, d- basketball was my first love, and um, so when that ended, it definitely felt like a really emotional divorce, is really what it felt like, me and this thing that I had always put uh-huh. all of my personal value sure. into, and uh, all my self-worth was tied up in basketball, and then it was over, and I just kind of... I don't know. I kind of went through grief the way you would like a marriage ending. Yeah, I was just not. I kind of like broke apart for a minute and just started partying real hard and like not taking school as seriously as I should have been and getting after it a little bit. And um, I kind of realized I needed something to channel all of that into. And I'd been writing jokes in a little notebook, and my friends kind of knew that. Like, they kind of caught me writing something. They're like, what's, what's this? What are you doing? What is that? And I was like, oh, it's just a, like a notebook. I like write things. And like, what what, what t- kind of thing? Like, I remember in college, too, I, I would even be like, 
I'd be like, hey, I heard a comedian tell this joke, dude. What do you think of it? And it'd be my joke. But like, I didn't know how else, I didn't know how else to try it. So sure. like, I don't remember who told this joke, but it was it. And I would say it. And they'd be like, that's funny. I'd be like, really? And, like, <laughs> um, and then, yeah, so I started getting encouraged by my friends. I remember one night, uh, I don't know if the listeners, this is a food podcast. No, so this go is appropriate. For it. Do you remember the old place that was at James Clary joint on Battlefield called Fish? I don't sure. remember that. Oh, I absolutely do. In a spot just too big to hold a restaurant name. Yeah, fish. right. Also, nothing I think has survived it's in that, in that, it's in that shopping center right across from Battlefield Lanes, where, yeah, okay. where, where that uh, Buffalo Wild Wings is now. Uh-huh. Right in that middle spot was fish. Gotcha. And uh, I was up there one night with a couple buddies. And I know it's funny in Springfield, like if you even say, I want to do, at least back then, if you're like, I want to do stand-up comedy to your friends, it means you are a stand-up comedian because <laughs> you're the only person I know that even wants to do it. Yeah. Now it's different with the Blue Room. There's a really nice local scene mm-hmm. blossoming here, which is really cool to see. But uh, I digress. Um, we're at Fish. There was a guy named Murr. Do you guys know Murr? Yeah, I Murr don't know. I, I don't I know, know him. Murr. Yeah. So he was like the, the other person doing stand-up mm-hmm. in Springfield at the time. And by other, per- he was the only person actually doing it. Him uh-huh. and uh, Chris Rochelle, who now runs the Blue Room, yeah. and this girl Jenny, they were like the three comics that were pretty much doing it. And then they're like, this kid, Tim Messer. Anyway, there's a couple, but it wasn't, it wasn't very expansive. So we're at Fish, and my buddies met Murr, and they were like, what do you do? He's like, I'm a stand-up comedian. They're like, my friend's a stand-up comedian. <laughs> and they introduced us, and then uh, Murr kind of pointed me in the direction of open mics, and I, uh, I did my first set at the Outland. At a music open mic with four people in attendance. <laughs> that seems like a good, good <laughs> the way other to get people started. Who performed on yeah. the open mic. <laughs> yeah, and I got, I got one laugh. In four minutes, and I was that was it. I was hooked. You needed that. You you needed more. I needed that yeah. one laugh. Yeah, which is crazy because I, I watch old videos now of like back before I moved to Chicago, which is where I went to like really start and sink sure. my teeth in it. And I was so bad. And I watch and I go, <laughs> wow, what kind of delusional confidence did I have? Where these were the results, and I was like, I should probably keep doing this. Yeah. yeah. Do you think you'll watch the stuff you're doing right now eventually and feel that same way about this stuff, or are you pretty probably. confident in it now? I know we probably. will watch our stuff <laughs> feel that way yeah. almost immediately. I mean, I pretty much, if I listen to any set of mine, I go, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> ugh. <laughs> so. Well, thank you for coming to do this with your time. I know you've got a crazy busy night, at least coming up. Yeah. You're doing two two stand-up shows and the mystery hour tonight. Wow. Yeah. Somehow. Those, those times seem like they conflict to me. I know. But. It seems that way to me, too. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I was asked by both the booker of the mystery hour and the blue room if mm-hmm. I was wanted to do it. So I was like, so you two are both cool with this. I've seen it done a couple times. Heck. Like I've been at, at, at uh, mystery hour shows where the comics just showed up and then left immediately to go back and do another set. Yeah, I'm gonna try to go to both. That's my. I'm gonna try to go to the your late show tonight. Oh, nice. And uh, well, yeah, maybe it sold out at this point. I don't know. I don't think quite yet. Okay. Last night we sold out though, so thank you, yeah. Springfield. Everyone who came to the Friday show this year. Yeah. I think that was our first proper sellout where the website was like no more, <laughs> and uh, it's pretty cool. That this rules. is such a great room. Yeah. I, I, I love the blue room. Just just for the record, for people listening, you're gonna be hearing this on New Year's Eve. We're actually recording it on December Eve. Uh, November 30th, 2019. Wow. We're, we're banking some episodes for reasons we don't need to get into, but you know, thanks for doing this. I'm sorry. It's not going to help you promote anything. <laughs> oh, that's okay. But I do suspect that there's a lot of people that like don't know the about you and what you're doing that listen to our show. Cause it's, it's a lot of moms. A lot yeah. Of moms. Yeah. Yeah. What's up moms? So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, shout out to the punter. I'm kidding. I'm sorry. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Growing up here, where'd you eat? Um, what were the family favorites? So I, I grew up um, 
I grew up in that neighborhood that is right across Primrose from Kickapoo uh-huh. next to like Cox South. Sure. Yep. So that little neighborhood there. So that's my my section of town. That's mm. that's kind of all my stomping grounds. Real rough area. Oh, yeah. <laughs> real rough trade. <laughs> Campbell 16. Uh, yeah. Campbell, right behind Campbell 16. Yep, absolutely. You got me pinpointed. Yep. Um, so yeah. So I was a Southside kid and we, let's see, I would say my first Chinese restaurant that I loved because it's a Springfield. So mm-hmm. we start there. Yeah. China star. Yeah. Right there on Republic road. That was definitely like an early, I was obsessed with it sort of thing. Uh, you know what Italian place I miss and they, I think it's the guys that own pasta express, but Jay Perino's. Yep. Oh yeah. That place was unbelievable. Dude. My dad and I were just talking about that place. He's got another spot that has a lot of the old recipes. Jay really? Perino's Queen city Deli, is just down the road from where we record. Oh, really? It's right across the street from Hong Kong Inn, where, oh, where we went today. Oh, nice. Yeah. That was a big one. Yeah, okay, cool. Hong Kong Inn. That was a staple in college. Uh-huh. I went to Drury, and uh, there's one right down there on Glenstone. Mm-hmm. So that was the big uh, hangover cure. Crosstown Barbecue. Yeah. Uh, one of the best on that one. Yeah, you know, and City Butcher's awesome. I'm glad they're here, but everyone's like, Springfield finally has a good barbecue. I'm like, stop disrespecting no. Crosstown yeah. like that. Yeah, that's silly. We've always had it. That's silly. Yeah. So that was a big one. I'm trying to keep it to the local because obviously like sure. Quiznos, but who cares? <laughs> um, oh, well, we did, We were talking about this before we came on the air, but we were Salito Lindo fanatics oh, yes. for sure. Like I'm friends with the Maria Ortiz who I think she runs Jose Loco with her brother. She's at one of the, the Ortiz family has several yeah. restaurants in Springfield now. Out, yeah. I mean, I grew up, she was, you know, she tried, she taught me Spanish as a kid. Like we, we had a good relationship with Maria. You uh-huh. know, she kind of watched me grow up. And so we would always go in and, and see them and kind of felt like family with oh, them. 100%. Sort of deal, which is, you know, that's, that's one really cool thing about Springfield. Yeah. Is, my mom's like Facebook friends with people who've been our, our server for 20 years. Yeah. Kind of no, yeah. truly, man. My, my mom, um, my mom just finished up. Uh, she just rang the bell for breast cancer treatments, and um, she's great. doing good. But man, it, it you know I don't live here anymore, and I'm a comedian, and a lot of comedians kind of dump on where they're from. It's kind of like, it's kind of like part of being a comic sometimes. Yeah. Like I'm from this place, and here's why it sucks. But to be completely <laughs> honest with you, man, seeing the way this community rallies around people, and it, it was like really heartwarming. And I I was here as much as I could be, but there was months I had to be on the road working, and. You know, they would go to their favorite restaurants, Nicola's, Maso, mm-hmm. Avanzare. Like, they would kind of hit their rotation, and everywhere they went, there was bartenders, servers that they know really well that are checking on her and yep. sending her cards and balloons. And, like, that stuff matters yeah. so, so much when you're going through something like that. And it kind of made me realize in my whole life it's kind of been like that. Like, in any place we would go eat regularly, we always knew the server. We always knew the bartender. We'd stop and say, how you doing? Like, you know, it's, it's a very special thing that I think you kind of yeah. take for granted when you're in it all the time. I was uh, re-listening to your album a couple days ago, and I was pretty struck by kind of what you were talking about, like the fact that you don't trash Missouri. Like you give a pretty nuanced uh, view of what it was like to grow up here and what it's like to come back and that kind of thing. And I really appreciate that. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. Well, I mean, the the truth is I love it here. Like it would be disingenuous of me to to just go full heel, you know. It's (laughs) like I, I enjoyed growing up here, and I have really close friends and a big network of them too. That's another thing that's kind of special about yeah. Springfield. You know, you grow up playing youth sports or whatever, and those friendships seem to stick here. Yeah. Well, yeah. I know a lot of people through comedy grew up in like bigger cities or whatever, and you know, they have a maybe a four friends from mm-hmm. high school. I'm like, that's crazy to me. That's you used incredible. to play soccer with one of my best friends, Wes Snyder. Oh, yeah. Um, and I told him you were coming and if he had anything I should ask you. And he said, 
um, why was everyone so much better at soccer than he was? This is question, <laughs> which I don't think was actually a question for you. It's just a self-deprecating comment about himself. Yeah, but. which is unfair too. Wes was very good. He's like a natural athlete. Yeah, it's I was a keeper for um, for the Springfield Stars. If anyone was curious, <laughs> Lake Country, <laughs> and Wes was a defenseman, and he was very good. Yeah. He's he's really selling himself short. He's very he's a defensive person. Yeah, <laughs> no, he's, he's not. I love hi Wes. Yeah, love you, buddy. The only reason I was uh, any good at goalie was because of you, Wes. Wow, how about that? <laughs> That's real good. He's gonna oh, feel real goodness. good when he's listening to this. <laughs> a lot of a lot of heartfelt sentiments coming out uh-huh. here. Yeah, I'm not being very funny today. I'm sorry, you guys. <laughs> no, it's all right. I'm having a moment. What are we paying you for? <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to come in here, trash Wes and Springfield. Stop it. Not being funny. That's for the host to do. <laughs> Excuse you. <laughs> well, thank you again for agreeing to do this, Kenny. Uh, my pleasure. Um, I'm real excited that you're here. Let's yeah. let's get into the restaurant we're going to talk about today. Now, you probably haven't heard the show, but we do a short biographical segment about the restaurant. We're going to play that right now. Cool. In the year 1942, a man named Ki Ung was born in Canton, China. At some point in his early life, his family immigrated to Vietnam. They lived in a Chinese settlement called Songmoa. By age 19, Ki had married a woman named Si Miu and was working as a professional fisherman. The couple lived peacefully for a time and had seven children. However, by the late 1970s, communists had taken over Vietnam and Ki decided it was time to get his family out of there. In 1979, Ki bribed some government officials with gold to allow for safe passage out of the country for himself, his wife, and their seven children. Ki quickly recouped at least some of those expenses when he was hired to command the refugee boat on which his family was traveling. He guided the vessel to a camp in Thailand. 419 passengers began the journey, but 420 arrived. Yeah, uh, a baby was born on the way. The family lived at a refugee camp in Thailand for a year before finally immigrating to Springfield, sponsored by the Christ Episcopal Church. Key first began working at a laundromat, but it wasn't long before he started cooking for a living, first at Bamboo Inn and then at Guy's East Wind. Key supported his family by working as a cook for close to 10 years until he had finally saved enough money to open his own restaurant. The first Hong Kong Inn opened in the Plaza Shopping Center on Glenstone in October of 1982. In those early days, Key worked from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m., seven days a week. His two oldest children would work after school and on weekends for no pay. The restaurant specialized in serving large portions to accommodate hearty Ozark's appetites. Back then, at least, all the food was made from scratch using family recipes, right down to the filling in the crab rangoons. As the children grew up, the family expanded the business, opening new locations around town, each managed by children and eventually grandchildren of Key and his wife. Each restaurant bore the name Hong Kong Inn, except for one, which for some reason took on a daughter's name, Mimi's Hong Kong Inn. That one closed earlier this year, though. In 2003, after 21 years in the Plaza Shopping Center, the original Hong Kong Inn moved across the street to its current location on East Sunshine, where it's remained open ever since. That's around 38 years total as of this recording. 
About a year ago, we polled our listeners about their favorite and least favorite Chinese restaurants in town. Hong Kong Inn was everyone's fourth favorite Chinese place and also everyone's third least favorite. If you listened to the show at the time, first of all, we're sorry. That was a rough month of episodes. But also, those poll results won't surprise you. People have strong loyalties when it comes to Chinese restaurants, especially Hong Kong Inn. So uh, what I'm saying, I guess, is uh, get ready to get mad because we don't agree on this one and somebody is going to make you angry. Came up with this one short notice. I'm already with angry. Anything better. <laughs> I'm I'm mad right now. <laughs> I did want to add that uh, Ki Ung uh, passed away in 2010 at the age of 89. Wow, what a long run! Wow. So I forgot to I forgot to include that information in the actual bio. So personal histories with Hong Kong Inn. Dan, I know you, you at least used to love this place. Give, give me a little rundown of your relationship with Hong Kong Inn. Uh, that's a bit of a Was misrepresentation. It Was it a steamy <laughs> relationship? It is very steamy. I love those steamed buns. They don't have, uh, they have steamed buns there? No, I'm just talking about my morning okay. routine. Gotcha. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Turn the shower on. Uh, steam my butt. So... I, I don't I don't think I've ever really loved Hong Kong in like you said I've never hated it but I have gone there maybe more than any Chinese restaurant in Springfield I, I actually I'd say easily I've gone there more times than any other that's interesting restaurant in Springfield yeah. so I don't know if you've looked around but there are uh, choices <laughs> there's, a few there's a couple of them I for some reason the the gang of church folk that I I used to pal around with Really loved Hong Kong in. Used to go there a lot with them. And then more recently in my life, within the last few years, it was a stop between work and home and the most reliable Chinese restaurant yeah. between work and home without having to make like any extra turns or anything. I could go hit it up and you knew that they were going to be fast. Their hours are good. So, yes, I've, I've had a lot of Hong Kong in. How about you, Andy? Uh, let's ask Kenny real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Good transition. Um, <laughs> college was when I was my my swan song with Hong Kong in. I ate it a lot because mm-hmm. it was very close to campus, and uh, there's really not much better hangover food than a Chinese combo meal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just fried. Everything's fried. You know, crab rangoons. There's something sweet coats your stomach. And um, science, yes, yeah, so, yeah, very scientific <laughs> approach here. So I, I really, I really like it. It's, um, I would, I would say, I'm similar to you in that it's sure. not my favorite. Yeah, but I do get it when I'm home. Like the last three times I've been home, I've ended up getting some. Yeah, okay. So it's got a real distinct flavor, that's for sure. And I, I understand why it's pretty divisive. You know, plays third and fourth in our worst and best, respectively. I've never liked it, guys. <laughs> I've never been a huge fan. Um, this is a place that my family would go a lot. Yeah, we went to the same church, and again, you know, the church, uh, the church folk love to go there afterwards. You know, not even convenient for the church. Yep. Just not. would go to Hong Kong Inn. Um, it got to the point, you know, where I kind of stopped going, and I would still meet my parents for lunch after um, they went to church. And they told me Hong Kong Inn. I was like, I'm just gonna I think I'm gonna stay in bed. <laughs> I'm gonna go play Nintendo <laughs> instead. Like I would turn down free Hong Kong Inn. Wow. This is my, my it's not that you I hated really it. I'm just don't very like indifferent it. about the taste. <laughs> now I went in with an open mind. Then I'll get to that. Now, one thing we should also talk about, at least briefly, 
price point. It's it's a pretty cheap Chinese option, even in a town with a lot of cheap ones. It has been cheaper in the past. Yes, it has been. Though we just did new house, like well, as we're recording this, we it's did no new house new like house. a month ago. This is like two dollars more for less food than new house, and I would argue nothing's ever quality. been as cheap as new house, though. That's a it's that's true. a new version of cheap. It's a it's a it's, it's, it's incredible, Kenny. It's so good. New yeah. house is awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's way out there on West Chestnut. Oh, that's the rub. It is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they just hide it. Mm-hmm. Yep. I wish it was right next to my house. Just have a mm. just have a little hole in my window. Just pass it through my window. I realized I already have a little hole in my house. It's called a window. <laughs> uh, so. When you walk in there, as I think I'm the only person actually went inside today. Is that accurate? Yes. It's a counter service restaurant, and it's kind of a weird shape. There's no other restaurant in town quite like it. It's almost like a Tetris piece. You yeah. know the one? Mm-hmm. You, there's seats directly across from the counter, and then there's a whole other separate seating space off to the side. And it kind of has a spare, tasteful design. Like, it's not too busy in there. There's some stuff on the walls, you know, like tapestries, that kind of thing. But a lot of times you'll go in these places, they'll have like ex- an excessive amount, and there's like no order. This place is uh, pretty organized the way everything put together. However, it's got those red tiles, like those red, dark, like dark maroon tiles that just mess up the way everything in there looks. Like it's, it looks really neat and clean until you look at the floor. And like, I'm only looking at the floor. Yeah, when yeah. I'm walking, yeah so. that's part of it. I don't know. It's just kind of a weird vibe. Not a weird vibe, but just that the, the floor bothers well, it's me. Like, it's like, um, <laughs> it's not fully committed to being a you should get this to go and just go eat this at uh-huh. home yeah. or a sit down restaurant. Like it seems like the sit down option was like an afterthought, but then also they're like, well, we have all this space. I guess we should. It's a lot of seating. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of seating, but again, it does. Like you said, the vibe is not one where it's like, I want to eat here. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, you kind of really feel like not. you're eating at a bus stop or something. Like, yeah, that's a very good description. <laughs> yeah. And it is busy like a bus stop. Uh-huh. They, they, oh, they pump out, push busy. out mm-hmm. so much food. You know what place I love? Weird tangent. This was a place in high school, and the people that owned it were so freaking nice. And if they're still doing anything in the neighborhood, I would love to support them because of how sweet they were. It was Yen Ching. Do you remember Yen yes, Ching? Yes, I do. And it was right across the street. Now it's like a title loan uh-huh. place. It's mm-hmm. that weird glass yeah. building. It with was the, a scooter store for yes. a while for a was moment. it yeah yeah that place man we used to go in there my buddy and i used to go in in high school and the guy who owned it was the sweet i mean him and his wife both but like she was kind of cooking and he was the 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 social mm. guy that come make sure everything was okay yeah and he'd sit down and play piano for us and mm-hmm. sing wow. for us and and uh he was like he just it was one of those vibes where like it was like i think i want to give you a hug just for being such a sweet man yeah you know so if they're if those people are in business anywhere, please support whatever they're up to. I have no idea if they are or not. Dan and I had an old friend who was pretty obsessed with that place for a period mm-hmm. too, and they got real sad whenever they closed. Yeah, there's one in Ozark called Yen Ching. I'd assume it's them, but I don't know. Uh, it's a pretty common phrase. Yeah. I think that's you know, there's I, like I a know. book of mantras or something, sayings, the Yen Ching, I think. I think so. Oh, anyway. I'm reading Men in High Castle and that sounds oh, that's correct. in there, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. That's that's how I know oh. it. Yeah, so let's get into what we ordered. We'll start with the entrees today since we have our stupid special segments for later. <laughs> I ordered sweet and spicy chicken. Uh, Kenny, you told us your order and you got general chicken, and that's normally what I get, general chicken, extra spicy, but I you know, figured we can try different stuff. Sure. We all got chicken and sauce, yep. you know, and yeah. rice. But well, it is Springfield Chinese. Yeah. That's what you got to get. Um, sweet and spicy chicken sounds like a descriptor for general chicken. It does. Yeah. Good but point. it was a different uh, you know, different item. Yep. I figured I'd try it out. Okay, so I tried to set this place up for success. I went all dark meat, fat as flavor. When you ordered his, did you get 
I did go meat, dark, dark meat. meat. Okay. I, I didn't. I didn't know if That's you had great. a preference. Yeah. But. No, all, all white meat's a scam. Yep, we all know <laughs> yes. this. True, it's a fifty to seventy-five cent scam. Dark meat tastes so much better. Mm-hmm. It has more flavor. That's the name. If you're eating for the flavor, get dark meat or get a mix. If you like the mix of textures, whatever. We've discussed it a hundred. I feel times like when you show. say dark meat, it is just a mix of white and dark meat. I don't I probably. Don't, yeah. 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 I went right after working out, so I was starving. This was like 10.45. I had Kong Kong in for breakfast. You were glistening. Uh You were jacked. I don't usually smell awful, but I could smell myself. And there was nobody else there, so it wasn't so bad. But uh, uh, I was excited to try something new, that sweet and spicy chicken. Immediately when I showed up, I when it immediately when it showed up in front of me, I realized it was a sweet and sour sauce with red pepper flakes added. Sure. Um, It had two slices of carrot and one slice of pineapple. That's good. Uh, Here's the twist, though. Like that sauce a lot. (laughs) Thought that was real good sauce. It truly was sweet and spicy. Not like a knockout heat level, but pretty hot. Uh, Well done with that Hong Kong. And now we got to type out this chicken and this breading. Um, It's pretty thin breading. Uh, you get a, some crispy bits that'll stick out. You know, they're not coating any chicken, just Do the you? crispies that <laughs> stick off. Do you get those? Uh, but wow, this is, this is the soggiest Chinese chicken yeah. I've ever had. It really it's is. so soggy. You really got to make an effort to make like breaded fried chicken lack crispiness like this mm-hmm. does. It's like, I guess that is the recipe. Like this is what they yeah. serve. And that's so it's got to be intentional. Um, this is like food for the toothless. Dentures are welcome at Hong Kong. <laughs> um, wow. The, except for the, the third bite that I got, Dan, I texted you a picture of it after I'd spit it out. Yeah, it was disgusting because, to uh, receive that kind of out of nowhere. Uh, I half nod piece of got know. like a three centimeter long piece of sinew, yeah. like a big old fat one with a big black mark on the end. And who boy. Yeah. Mm. And uh, I didn't like seeing it. <laughs> yeah, I that's for you sure. I, 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 like you that I thought you loved this place. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> it did come with the rice. I thought the rice was pretty good. It was soft and moist. You could taste some some onion and egg in there. Good fried rice. Not com- have no complaints yeah. with that. What'd you get, Dan? I just went classic. I had to get cashew chicken. It's what I normally get from Hong Kong. In uh, I, I'll, I'll mess around with the uh, general chicken every once in a while, but I, I I consider myself a bit of a cashew boy. And boy, this is as you said, just a real soggy chicken. It, it's it's kind of a unique. Uh, point of Hong Kong in is just how soggy it is and without any kind of crispiness. I mean, as far as the actual cashew chicken goes, you you do get some sinewy parts with uh, their dark meat orders. Sometimes I'm not sure how their white meat orders are. It's been so long since I've had them. Uh, It's a crime to order white meat. I make it illegal. (laughs) (laughs) I enjoyed the cashew chicken. I don't really have much to say about it, as you can tell. Uh huh. I really do like the fried rice, like you said, but man, just after having so many other cashew chickens for this show, I I haven't tallied the number, but I think it's probably over 10 at this (laughs) point. Gotta be more than that. Gotta be more than 10. (laughs) You gotta count repeat visits. Well, (laughs) this show has been a nightmare, Kenny. (laughs) I've had so many different cashew chickens and... (laughs) It's got to be the worst. Like, there's oh, no wow. way any of them were less <laughs> well, tasty than Last this. January, we only did Chinese restaurants. And okay. I only did cashew chicken. Yeah. And you probably only did like one thirty second of the Chinese restaurants. Yep. We, yeah, for sure. Yeah, basically. We have a spreadsheet. There's like 50 or something like that. Yeah. So I think we probably covered like seven or eight. But I go to these places. I usually go to these places like three times each. Mm-hmm. So you take like three times five <laughs> Sundays uh, last January. And <laughs> so much fried chicken. Yeah. So much fried yeah. chicken. 
anyway, we've talked about that about 20 times also. Uh, yeah, tell us about your, your order, Kenny. So I got the General Sos. And uh, I'll agree on the sogginess. I had a Leong's General Sos last week. Oh. And I'll say I preferred it. Sure. The, sure. the Leong's. Um, but it is good. The flavor, the sauce is really good. I agree. They have a very good General Sos mm-hmm. sauce at Hong Kong Inn. The rice, I, I'm becoming more of a steamed rice person as I get older because I, I like to coat the chicken and the sticky rice. Uh-huh. I think that's a fun, underrated option. But it's good fried rice. I will say, we re- and you asked me earlier places I grew up going. I forgot to mention one that was very important, Nakado. Oh, yeah. Sure. Shout out Nakado. Yeah. Japanese Steakhouse mm-hmm. has been around for a long time, uh-huh. Hibachi-style grill. We just went there as a family recently, and I remembered just how good their fried rice is. It's unbelievable. Um, so this is no that, but <laughs> it is good. And then we got the the my personal favorite is is the crab rangoon. That's what ties any Chinese yep. food meal in this area we'll together. To yeah, and yeah. we'll get to that. So, yeah. but um, no, I thought it was, I thought it was good. It's just there's so many good options in Springfield, and I know you got the cashew, yep. which is like the Springfield thing. Yep. I personally don't even like it, but what's weird is I still maintain cashew chicken aside. Chinese food in Springfield is better wow, than most places. Man. We're moving cashew from the equation. It all doesn't together. matter. It's it's really I don't know what it is. I think it, but also like at least because I've lived in Chicago, New York, and L.A. Now, sure. so like three of the biggest cities. Chinese food there, it's like a quality hit. It almost becomes like you're only eating this because it's cheap. Uh-huh. Is almost how oh, it's presented really? in a bigger city. It seems where sometimes you're like not even sure if it's chicken that you're eating. You're like this is crazy. It's like a texture thing. I don't know. It's real weird. And so when I come home, the General Tso's chicken I get here is better than the General Tso's chicken I get in those places. Yeah. So, but it's really funny trying to tell someone not from Springfield about the Chinese food culture here because they're like, there's just no way that's true. Yeah. <laughs> there's truly no way that this city is known for Chinese food. It's and a I'm ridiculous like, I, it thing. It, I think it has to do a lot with this being like a very religious part of the country and that a lot of churches sponsored immigrant families to come over in the... 60s and 70s. Um, there's a, a lot of these stories well, that we found out. Yeah, a lot of these stories that we've uh, covered involve yeah uh, some church or church group bringing an immigrant family in, and one of the only things you can do is start a restaurant. It's something you don't have to speak English to be able to do. Yeah, true, you know? definitely. And all these families supported each other, and uh, that's well, this why it's is also such a. I think it's you know Springfield's got a good cost of living, and so people yeah. can afford to eat out here totally. too. So there's plenty of room. And one thing I've noticed coming home all the time. This was all these new places. Everyone's like, you got to try the new places. Yep. And, but uh-huh. then I'm like, this is a city where because there's new places does not necessarily mean the old places have closed either. Uh-huh. There seems to be a lot of room yeah. for <laughs> food service in this town. And I love it. It's cool. Yeah. Uh, we've <laughs> staked our livelihood on it. Yeah. <laughs> who, who are we kidding? <laughs> it's not our job. Yes. This is something we do. <laughs> 30 hours a week <laughs> as if it's a job <laughs> on top of regular jobs. I couldn't not talk about general chicken, Dan. Wow. Um, you've talked about how by the end of the time, by, by the time we're done doing this show, you, you might be the foremost authority on cashew chicken in Springfield. I believe that. I think I might already be. Maybe. Um, I want to be the foremost authority on general chicken. That's my goal now. Um, they're very similar dishes, but I had to do it. Had to do it. And so I took an order of general so's chicken to go just to get a sense of it. And Kenny, you don't know this, but... It's uh, it's an ordeal. I've been trying to get hot chicken, trying to get hot, spicy food 
from places in Springfield is difficult. Okay. They, they, they even if you ask them to make it hot, it's not going to be that hot. Yeah. Okay. Some places will really mess you up and it's good. It's great when that happens, but okay. Listeners are sick of hearing that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I ordered, I went up there once I finished, I got a box to put my other stuff in. I ate like a third of the hot and spicy because I knew I was going to go home and try this other thing. I ordered it quote, very, very spicy, as hot as you can make it. Those are the words that I used. The woman working at the counter said, is triple alarm super hot okay? Wow. And I said, yes, that's I like perfect. that kind of response. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's what you want to hear. Yes, for sure. She pressed a button on the screen. And I like to think the button actually said triple alarm super mm-hmm. hot. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I took it home. And I got to say, their takeout strategy is pretty top notch. Yeah. They put the regular styrofoam container inside a perfectly sized paper bag, and I stapled the bag shut. It's like a 10 or so minute drive home, maybe a little less. But when I opened it up, it's still steaming hot. And that was without the Rachel Ray bag because I forgot it because I didn't I didn't I, I didn't plan to get the general shows. I just talked myself into it. And I also loved what I saw immediately. There's so much sauce like the general chicken is definitely prepared in the traditional way, like where you fry the chicken on the walk with the sauce. This is another thing that's come up some places later lit on and that's not how you prepare general chicken. It's got to be fried with the sauce. Unlike cashew. The sauce is thin and soupy. It's like a dark brownish red with some chopped green onion floating in there. There was so much of it in mind that the chicken is, is like four-fifths submerged in the sauce in the yes. takeout uh, pocket. Mm-hmm. I, I, mm-hmm. I think maybe yours didn't have quite as much as mine did, Kenny, but no, mine was like about to spill out the top. There was so much sauce in there. And that, again, also tells me that they were cooking it on the walk. You know, Probably just somebody who does it every single day doesn't necessarily throw the same amount of sauce in every single time. Maybe you got Love extra it. sauce for extra heat. Could be. You that know, and I be. like that that shows that there's like a handcrafted component mm-hmm. here. Oh, <laughs> we're going to get to that in a little bit. Um, the, the Andy got a little wooden figurine. <laughs> yeah. It's beautiful. No, it was a piece of chicken. It's like, this could just be like, uh, this is just bark. <laughs> okay. Uh, there's like a couple hot chilies on, to- on top of there for good measure. Did you just have, you just have the hot chilies oh, yeah. on there too. I can see them. Um, now, I took the first bite and uh, it was about as hot as that sweet and spicy chicken had been. Really? Yeah. Um, not that hot. Didn't even start to make my nose run. It was confounding. Triple alarm, super hot. It was like a standard, mildly spicy general chicken. I did like the sauce a lot, though. And somehow, the lack of crispiness didn't bother me as much as the general because the whole idea is that it gets in there in the wok and it gets tossed around. So you don't like expect general to be as crispy. No sweetness at all. Just like that ginger garlicky kick you get from a typical general chicken. If it had been fried with some higher quality chicken and maybe with a little bit crispier breading, we'd be, be talking about a pretty special dish here, but that's it's still good. Um, and I was just ple- pleasantly surprised. I've got something to order at Hong Kong in now in the unlikely event that I find myself there on purpose with other people. It's pretty tasty mush. Pretty tasty mush, got to say. <laughs> wow. can, I, uh, can I float a theory to you Please about the do. spice? So one advantage of doing stand-up comedy is you really learn um, like cultural – you learn about other cultures a lot because I watch a lot of stand-up because I'm on shows. Sure. Uh-huh. I watch people from all over the world. And one thing I've learned is stereotypes about white people through stand-up. Mm-hmm. And one yeah. of them is, is that we can't handle spice. <laughs> and so there's a pretty decent chance that you're going into these places and they're like, okay. Yeah. But you probably got white boy spicy no matter what you say. They're like, give them white boy spicy. It's a lot of white boy spicy. It's been discussed. Yes. I've even like my my I'm gonna have to bleep it out, but I've said before, like I need to come in and just say, all right, I really want you to just like whatever whatever you need to do. I've had one place really go for it, and that's the rickshaw downtown. Oh nice. Like, I've never been there. How is that? Oh, place? it's awful in the best way. Like it's really great. It's it's like low quality, fantastic food. 
love it so much. And I was just like sitting there full on hiccups, like sprawled, you know, out of my chair, like trying to make it through half of this meal. Wonderful. Yeah. Just fantastic yeah, experience. Yeah, yeah. The, the customer's place. always right, baby. <laughs> and that one, I didn't even like uh, implore them to make it spicy. I just ordered it extra spicy, and that is what came out. So thank you so they much, Rickshaw. Yep. Five stars for the Rickshaw. <laughs> uh, spoiler. For an episode that may never happen, we'll see. Sure. It'll happen. Probably be dead by then. All right. So that's all the entrees that we tried this time. I'm sorry that we weren't as thorough as normal. Wow. You know, we threw this one together uh, pretty quickly. I'm so sorry about this, Kenny, but we've got special drops for uh, these uh, segments we're going to do now. I am rolling, 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 rolling. I am rolling, 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 rolling. rolling. Keep rolling. It made it better because it cut off the beginning <laughs> and was entirely too loud. <laughs> Is that a. Uh, I keep rolling, rolling, oh, yeah. rolling. Oh, yeah. Rolling. It was. I keep rolling, rolling. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, uh, Dr. Robotnik and Fred Durst. Uh-huh. What to say? Oh, that boy. was definitely Limp Biscuit. <laughs> yeah. This egg roll. Dan, you, you teased your affection for this egg roll recently. I did. I really enjoy this egg roll, and I think this egg roll has more to do with my continued like patronage at Hong Kong in uh-huh. than anything, especially back whenever I was visiting there with the church a lot. I think one specific member of our party loved their egg roll. And I have come to love it as well. You can uh, just mention it. Who who was it? It was Kelsey. Kelsey. Kelsey okay. Yeah, I, I, probably doesn't listen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but she loved that egg roll, and I I also got to say I love this egg roll. It is no Shanghai Inn no. egg roll. Those are clearly handcrafted. This could very well still be a Cisco product. I think this is handcrafted. It's it lovely. seems that way to me. It's it's super fat, super crispy. Great or great egg roll. My notes say a true big fat fatty. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah, it's one of the most deeply fried, darkest brown egg rolls yes. we've tried. The edge of one of mine, yeah, maybe maybe a two in two different orders. The edge of one of mine was black. It had been fried so much that the end was black, and it was fantastic. It's so much crunch. Also, good ratio on the inside. Uh-huh. Yes, good ratio. You know, a lot of times around here, people think more meat, better. You know, the more there's meat, the better it is. There's no, <laughs> yes. there's no need for that all the time. Hong Kong Inn clearly has that point of view whenever it comes to their actual orders uh-huh. of entrees. Cause yeah, they give you so much. They give you so much <laughs> meat. Yes, but I mean, in an egg roll, doesn't need to be. You don't no. need to. You don't need to be punched in the mouth no. with pork. <laughs> you know, I just need a just a little. Yeah, if at all, just make it yeah. crispy. If That's all. I'm just make it there crispy. For. Yeah, exactly. The bite's got a deep crunch. It also gets chewy. You know, pretty quick. Uh, this, is, this is an A-plus egg roll for me. Probably the second best we've had for the show. And I also, I really appreciate a Chinese restaurant that gives you a side of sweet and sour sauce and does not try to trick you into thinking duck sauce is the same yep. thing because uh-huh. it isn't, and it's very, <laughs> very unsatisfactory replacement. <laughs> I, if you want sweet and sour and you go duck, you're going you're gonna to be angry. You're, you're going to be visibly angry. sweet and sour like proponent you proponent it, no, nobody else we've had on the show has really like gone to bat for the uh, little tub of sweet and sour i don't personally like it but uh i, I enjoyed it with the crab yeah. rangoon which hey maybe we should get to our special crab rangoon segment are you ready kids the edges of these are fried until they're blackened they're soft in the middle it's got a great crunchy bite that filling it's a really unique crab rangoon yes. filling um, it's certainly the most unique one we've tried for the show. Peppery, I would say. Peppery. 
Rich, sour. Rich and creamy with no variation of the texture, meaning there's no crab or even imitation crab mm. in there that I could detect. Smooth. Smooth. It's got like the artificial onion flavor of a sour cream and onion Pringle. Mm-hmm. Like that. that's what it tastes like to me. I think it must be mixing sour cream in there with the cream cheese, and it's really addictive. Tastes great. Once you pop, you can't stop, <laughs> I might, you might say. Uh, crazy. They're crazy. Yeah. Any other thoughts? These are, I mean, these are fantastic. They're some of the only ones that I eat with the sweet and sour sauce because they are, I just find them intensely kind of sour or uh, tangy. They're very, very mm. tangy. And uh, I like I like a little sweetness to offset that. But yeah, I, I really love these. Yeah, they're great, man. They are very addictive. That's what had me hooked in college. Like I said, yep. the the chicken order was often just to justify the crab rangoon order. <laughs> uh, and uh, it's yeah, it's a good amount of filling too. I don't like when you get a crab rangoon and it's as, as if they put like a single pea sized dollop of filling mm-hmm. in there. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. this is. Fill these yeah. bad boys up. Yeah, you know, give 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 the people what they came yeah. for. I, I think mine mine had different levels of filling, even in the ones that I had. I think I ate two and a half whenever I got my order, and I, that tells me that's not not a, not a bad thing. It tells me they're doing them there, which yes. is great. They're not Cisco. They don't mess around either. They give you a six piece, no yeah. two piece, no four piece, we have, six piece. You have the option of three or three or six. Oh well, but, I yeah. guess they just see me every time. I <laughs> <laughs> give them a sixer. <laughs> also, no disrespect to Hong Kong in, but another quick shout out. This is so when I went to Leong's, uh-huh. I've never, se- I had not seen this in Springfield before, and it's something I've been waiting for my whole life. Where you get the combo meal there, but then you have a choice of egg roll or two crab rangoons. <laughs> oh, I think that's more common now. It is. I need both. I do like having. Them I, both. I want them both. Yeah, yeah no, it's time. good to have both yeah. for sure. Yeah. Get the wontons out of here. Yeah, I don't want those. No. What is that meat? I don't know. Pork, probably. It's funny when you get a wonton that has a little bit of pork that's like two centimeters. Uh-huh. Across it truly right looks like a cat took a dump <laughs> in a wonton. <laughs> it yeah, it actually does. <laughs> All right. Speaking of which, <laughs> it's about time we rate this place. Uh, how many? We didn't do a sauce count, Andy. <laughs> oh shoot. Okay, sauce count. Fine. <laughs> Somebody sauce me. <laughs> uh, I didn't get any sauces with mine. <laughs> Neither did I. Well, I, I got I got the sweet and sour with my crab rangoon that I ordered. Yeah, so that's, that's a one. Count. It's yeah. a good thick sweet and sour sauce. It is. I'll yeah. tell you that. It's not that watery crap you get sometimes. You got some pineapple in there? Is there pineapple and carrot going on in there? Or is that just clear? It's a good question. Let's get some light. Examine. It appears that there is a little pineapple. Okay. In nice. Carrot. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I had that one piece of pineapple in my uh, sweet and spicy chicken, so I believe it. I believe it. There actually is legitimately one more thing I wanted to talk about here, and that's their chicken wings. Their chicken wings are very good. I get them every time I order. I tried to get them today, but they were out. There is sort of a weird ritual that you go through with the chicken wings. I always call in my orders to Hong Kong and on the way there, and I ask them, do you have chicken wings? And whoever's taking the call yells to the back, hey, we got chicken wings. <laughs> and then they'll tell me yes or no. And uh, I usually get a six piece. I, I really enjoy their chicken wings. I like Chinese style chicken wings, just unsauced, no real like Is dry rub or anything. anything. Nothing? No, no. It's just nice cooked big chicken wings. And uh, yeah, I would definitely recommend those probably over everything else I, I have ever had here. Okay, so time to rate it. Out of five oh. decimals allowed, I guess. Wow. Out of five special administrative region of the People's Republic of China motels, mm-hmm. 
How many <laughs> would you rate Hong Kong in? The syntax there did not work. I forgot what I was saying in the middle of saying it. I, hey, I forgot what you were saying Dan, after you said it. <laughs> we'll start with you. I will go to bat for Hong Kong in, as I have said a lot. I said this a lot in Chinese New Year privately to you. Um, I think for what it is, for the price it is, for how much food you get, for how good those egg rolls and crab rangoons are, there is a place in this world for Hong Kong in. However, as I already said, I think it's Chinese food is worse than all the other Chinese food <laughs> in town. So for that reason, I'm going to give them a 2.5 and bump it up to a three. <laughs> I don't know why. Wow. Rounding up being yeah. nice and you're a coward. Yeah. <laughs> I, listen, I don't go here as often anymore, but three, four, five months down the road, my body is going to tell me that I need to have Hong Kong in again for some reason, uh-huh. and I'm going to eat it, and I'm going to feel bad about myself and be like, why did I just have Hong Kong in? There's so many other good Chinese places in town, but it's it's going to happen. It happens every time. Okay. So, in- interesting. That that That's three stars from me. Who, I, I, I was going to say you, Andy, but I don't, I don't want to Who's next? <laughs> it's well, it's Dan Simber, isn't it? Oh yeah, that's right. It is Dan Simber. Kenny, what'd you think? <laughs> I'd say it's uh, it's it's the average man. It's very sure. average. It's just like it's like the staple. It's just everything, everything you need it to be. Nothing more than that. So I think three three stars. That's probably like the what. That's like the definition yeah. of an average rating, right? So it's like. It's not worse than anything. It's not better than anything. It's just always there. It's reliable. It's not going to knock your socks off. It's very reliable. Three stores. Three stores. My socks are certainly still on. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> of that condition you got. Man, uh, I was real nice to that general check-in. It's not something I'm going to seek out again. I just got a lot of history going into this place a lot of very bland food that I didn't want to be eating. See, I'm factoring my same history of bad food into there, <laughs> but for some reason it's raising the star rating whereas I, I feel like your history is going to lower it. I'm going to give it a 2.5 also, Dan, wow. but my history is going to make me keep it at a 2.5. Okay. okay. So, locked in 2.5 an actual 3 and a pretend 3 from Dan. Wow. All right. <laughs> so, it's New Year's Eve. As let's, let's be honest, they're not listening to this uh-huh. on New Year's Eve. They're going to wait till later if they listen to this one at all. I, they're probably <laughs> listening to it out loud at whatever New Year's Eve party they're at. Uh, yeah, right. It's in the guess. background. Um, it's probably real smart that we like had on the uh, <laughs> most famous person that's ever been on the show. Absolutely. <laughs> so no one's going to listen. Ken, to. Kenny is our biggest git <laughs> for sure ever. Well, you know. Until when Elton John comes through again. Oh, my God. Oh, wait, we, we try to get Billy Corgan. Yeah, to, you know, try to you know? lose some. <laughs> it's <No>. loose. <laughs> he, did, he was here two weeks ago, and it was a great show, but yeah. he did I, not come on the podcast. He, you know, I got in contact with him, and he said he would do it, but no food talk, purely chemtrails. That's all he <laughs> wanted to talk about. That sounds right. He's <laughs> like, all right. Well, New Year's Eve. We're going to talk about uh, New Year's resolutions. Wow. Do you t- typically make New Year's resolutions, either of you? No. I don't no. either, but we're going to do it for the show. Yeah. So, Dan, why don't you hit <laughs> us with one of your New Year's resolutions? Well, um, 
you know, I this is one where we are recording this episode in advance, and uh, this is one that I've actually started early as of right now. I'm keto, guys. I'm full <laughs> keto. Like I, I've, I've just decided, and I, I, I know it might get in the way of the podcast a little bit, but I, I just really think I can make it work, and I, you know. I had a lovely experience with Hong Kong in um, just fully keto. Great. All right. You got any resolutions, Kenny? I mean, we know you don't make them, but mm-hmm. <laughs> any you want to commit to right now? Uh, I will try to see three national parks. Oh, oh that's good. What a great resolution. <laughs> that's, a, that's a generally yeah. good resolution. Yeah. I was like, I want to do that too. We'll say three to five. Oh, that's great. Okay. Um, in the year 2020, I would like to uh, work less hard. I'd like to relax a little bit more. Sure. would like to s- stop making the show good and <laughs> make the show worse. Okay. That's my first resolution. Hey. You got another one, Dan? I don't think that should be too hard. It's been pretty much downhill <laughs> since its inception. Every week's worse than I the last. Think, I, I, I like the I like the show, but I do think there's a point where you could you probably pinpoint a moment when it got a little bit looser. <laughs> when would that be? I don't know. Whenever I decided I wanted to stop editing out every po- editing out every pause. Yeah. Well. Anyway, go ahead, Dan. <gasps> I'm gonna give blue cheese another try. Oh, it's good. Whoa. Yeah. I'm. I. I, I Is hate that it. keto? <laughs> um. That's two yes, very conflicting resolutions. Yes. Yeah, keto blue cheese. <laughs> I thought it was. So. Yeah. Full disclosure, I have not fully figured out what keto is, oh. but I am 100% committed to being keto. Yeah, full, I'm going full keto. I'm going to eat a bunch of uh, deep fried blue cheese yeah. balls. <laughs> I mean, I am keto and, you know, whatever it's I ingest. More of a, it's more of a mindset than a diet. Uh, exactly. Yeah. That's what I always say. You know that the host of our, our arch nemesis podcast is keto or at least occasionally does keto. Wow. It's been good for him. It's been good for him. I'm not gonna name his name just in case. I think it's gonna be good. But he's for a me rival. Too. <laughs> uh, did you just do another one? <laughs> another resolution? <laughs> yeah, was that real? One? Oh, you were doing Dan's. Okay. Oh yeah. Go ahead if you had another. I'm going to. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh. Uh. I want to get a uh, pellet smoker grill and use wow. it more. I made a smoked apple crumble pie for Thanksgiving. My dad's got like a pellet grill. So I was like, let's give this, let's fire this bad boy up. Yeah. And uh, man, it is truly a game changer. That sounds so good. I did this like grilled broccoli too that my buddy showed me this recipe. He got out of the New York Times. It's real simple. It's like soy sauce, balsamic vinegar, and I think a little salt. And you just like toss it in the broccoli. And you're supposed to just grill it and it gives it that nice crisp. But I smoked it for an hour first Oof. and then grilled it. And it was just like, wow. man, it really just changes the yeah, game. That's awesome. Yeah. It seems like a pretty achievable resolution, Kenny. Yeah. Check our Amazon affiliate link. Yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> promo code. That. That was random, was. Spring, <laughs> promo code spring food. Uh-huh. Go yeah. to pellet.com. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. Uh, my, uh, this is my last one, Dan. Uh, in the year 2020. Oh, we don't have more than these? I have only one more. No, I've got like. More. You can list off all years here in just a second. Uh, 2020, I'd like to get fewer tumors. <laughs> oh, good. Wow. At yes. least one less. Yep. Yeah. I, uh, than this I, year. I think that's a good call. Uh huh. Going to work real hard on that. Tell us when yours. <laughs> that's why we're banking episodes, Kenny. I got to have surgery. 
Oh, no. Benign. It's okay. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. That was the catchphrase. Benign. It's, it's fine. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Benign. It's fine. Yeah. I, you, Andy, we've known each other for a while. Um, it's the truth. So you already know this about me. It's something I talk about a lot. I've always wanted to... And it's weird. <laughs> but I've always wanted to start the next big thing in tech. So I think I'm going to do that this year. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. I, I think I finally want... I, I am ready, and I'm at the place in my life... And uh, at the place here with the podcast, Spring Food Mo, um, where I can comfortably uh, end doing the show and start the next big tech company. I'd like to Something grow like a fourth eye. <laughs> Anybody else? Got one. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, that really was all the ones. I had. Oh, okay. cool. <laughs> I'm going to start a podcast about food in Springfield, Missouri. <laughs> wow. Sure. It's probably much more popular yeah. than ours. Instantly. We're going to have to change our <laughs> slogan to the world's first <laughs> podcast about spring sure, food, yeah. Missouri, instead of the world's number one podcast. <laughs> I'm <kind of> surprised <laughs> there hasn't been another one start. All right, Kenny. Well, thank you for coming to do this. Oh, yeah. Um, my hope, pleasure, man. Hope it wasn't too big a waste of your time, especially whenever you're gearing up for a crazy night like you're going to have. No, it's all good, man. Uh, it's never a waste of time. We get a little HKI and chop it up. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, um, where can people find whatever you're working on right now or want to hear some of your stand up or see video or anything like that? Uh, I've got some stuff on YouTube. I have an album that, um, I mean, you could technically buy it, but let's be honest, you're, you're going to stream it on Spotify yeah. where it is for free. By, uh, it's local business day today, the the day that we're recording yeah, this. A month yeah, so, so, so yeah. support a local business and buy my album on Amazon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> where I'll never see a dime. Yeah, that local business. <laughs> yeah. do, do you sell it on your website at, at uh, all? Or? I, no, I, I should. The next I did it. I did this one with a label. If, and, if you um, see Kenny in person, buy it directly from him in cash. <laughs> stream it so on, really stream it on Spotify money. and Venmo me, whatever you think <laughs> yeah. I deserve. Yeah. Set your Spotify to just repeat it all the time. Is there vinyl? I've thought about doing a vinyl release, but um, I don't know how well it would do. Yeah. So I think maybe when I do my next project, which will be coming out this next year. Wow. I think I might do like a vinyl release of Bad Dreams as like a precursor yeah. to the new thing. So, uh, but Bad Dreams is the name of the album. Uh, I have a bunch of stuff on YouTube and uh, follow me on socials, preferably Instagram and Twitter. Facebook is for old people. Mm. I'm at Kenny DeForest, one R, D-E-F-O-R-E-S-T. And uh, that's it. Radical. Oh. Well, thanks again. This has been fun. I'm sorry we don't have a th hilarious third segment. I mean, like we, we did. Do, we, we can do this as our third segment. Okay. We forgot to rate how hot the staff was oh. at Hong Kong Inn, and as a part of Dan Simber, we do that. Um, and I would say top-notch hotties, every single one of them. Kenny didn't go, get to go in, so he's no. going to have to abstain this time from uh, objectifying the uh, service staff there. But uh, I, I thought that they were beautiful. Once again. Didn't run through my mind at all. Did nope. not consider that. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna take your word for it. I object to the entire premise. So you're saying they're ugly then? Wow. I'm saying that's nothing. A, that's pretty cold of you. It's an empty pair. Like it's a two quotation marks with nothing in between. That's my comment about this subject. And to close out, Dan Simber, seeing as it is the new year, 2020 coming up. I just want to say, Mary Dan Simber. Wait, we didn't play the theme. <laughs> <laughs> now I don't want to play, play the theme. That's usually your thing of not wanting to play the theme. I don't have it. I don't have uh, it. Mary Dan Simber and a Kenny New Year. Whoa! <laughs> I wrote that down. <laughs> I wasn't looking at it just now. It, it was stuck in my head. 
because uh, I'm very smart. Oh, <laughs> we got to quit. <laughs> <laughs> glad fun. I could be here for the downfall. <laughs> Hi, this is Andy. Cutting in for just a second here to let you all know that I'm going to be on the next episode of the Uli Who podcast. It comes out this Friday, the 3rd, I'm pretty sure. We talked about, you know, the avalanche of weird stuff that happened in my life this year. I've only addressed a fraction of it all on Spring Food Mo. So if you're curious, go check it out. Uh, Uli was on our Dancing Mule episode a few months back if you're a regular listener. He's an awesome dude and I love his show and it was an honor to get to be on there. We talked for an hour and honestly, it felt like we could have gone on for two or three more hours. Uh, I don't know if anyone would have wanted to hear all that, but uh, yeah, go listen to it if you feel so inclined. And a fair warning to uh, moms, especially my mom, there is a little bit of naughty language. So if you're not into that, uh, maybe skip it. Uh, also, if you're my coworkers, don't listen. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, uh, the Uli Who podcast, that's U-L-I-W-H-O, two words. Look it up. Check it out. All right. See ya. Hey, thanks for listening to Spring Food Mo. We really appreciate it. And if you'd like to support our podcast, guess what? You can. Visit support.springfoodpod.com. That's support.springfoodpod.com. Thanks for the money. <laughs> Spring Food Media.